Shalom, I'm Rab Yoni, and this is the Shar Hapares podcast. Let's dive in through the gate of the orchard. As we've been exploring in Bavavi Mishkan Evna, we've gotten to this point where we're able to transition. So let's take a quick review where we've gotten so far. So in section 118, to begin with, a person must come to know and fill that Hashem alone causes each event. The second stage is for a person to know and feel Hashem loves him very much. And the third stage is to know and feel that Hashem is the only one who knows what is truly best for him. If he, Hashem, put the person into this situation, then his infinite wisdom has determined this is the best way to drive or to benefit the individual at this time. Sometimes, the Yetzirah tries to fool a person and put a thought into his head. True. This was totally for my benefit. Well, I couldn't have Hashem benefited me in a different way, in a way I could even see with my physical eyes that this was good. You must believe, understand, and feel that Hashem knows everything. His infinite wisdom has determined that this is the only way to benefit you at this time. Once you've gotten to this point, you've internalized the concept, you're not going to get angry over anything that happens to you anymore. Not only that, but you'll even be happy about it. As Chazal says in the Gemara and Shabbos, referring to these individuals as those who rejoice even when suffering. This comes from the clear recognition that who was the cause of the event, Hashem, and why he caused it. Hashem himself, out of his infinite love, brought this upon him. When a person understands this and feels this with all his heart, there can be no place for anger, only for joy. If his heart is not filled with joy, and certainly, if there's still room for anger, his amuna is obviously not pure enough. This is a person's avoda, to fully internalize these concepts of amuna into his heart. The first step is to give it a lot of thought. The second step is to speak about it often, repeating concepts time after time. He should say to Hashem, I know you caused this event, and I know you love me, and I know it was for my benefit. Enable me to feel all this. A person should repeat such words thousands of times, and even more until he finally really feels them and they have penetrated to the depths of his heart. Even if a person fails and does not become angry, he should not get upset about that. He should think back on how he began the day, realize he was not sufficiently aware of Hashem's guidance. Then he should go back and instill in himself the Amuna many thousands of times. This should be done both in the suffering, the unpleasant situation, as well as the simcha, the happy situation. Go back and infuse these words in your heart incessantly. Don't be disheartened by failures. If you persevere, despite failures and setbacks, and you're not overwhelmed by them, Hashem will grant you the privilege to acquire pure faith in your heart. It's essential for a person, for you, to keep a daily account of your spiritual growth this is particularly important when one is working on anger. You need to check if you became angry that day. Identify that it was a result of a lack of amuna, and commit yourself to improve. This will have a very positive effect. So we've gone so far on how to deal with anger when it comes to an event that doesn't involve another person. Now is the challenging part. How do you deal with anger when it does come from the behavior of another person. It's a very difficult situation because 
When another person is not involved, it's clear one can't get angry at a rock that you tripped over or the, the tire that burst. You understand, if you've reached that point, if you're worthy, that it came from Hashem. But when another person makes one feel angry, one is apt to think that since that person has free will, the event wasn't decreed by Hashem, but a result of that individual's free will. And then it's natural to be inclined to become angry with that individual who chose to harm him. There is a well-known incident that happened in the base den of the base Halevi, Rab Yosef Dov Soloveitchik. A butcher once came to him with a question about a kashrus of an animal, and he ruled the meat was forbidden. The butcher calmly accepted the decision in spite of the financial loss this ruling caused him. Some time later, this person came before the Beis Halevi to resolve a financial dispute between him and another man. After the Beis Halevi ruled against him and in favor of his opponent, he became enraged. The Beis Halevi commented that even though the man lost more money as a result of the first ruling, he didn't have anyone with whom to get angry then, because the animal was not his opponent. But in the second case, when there was someone to blame, this stirred up hostile feelings. There are two aim issues when anger-provoking situations caused by another person. One, it appears the other person chose to hurt you. And two, the very fact there's another person involved draws one to a fight due to feelings of pride and honor. This can only be corrected through pure, clear amuna. When a person lives with true amuna, it makes no difference if he was harmed by a rock, water, person, or anything else. Only a lack of amuna creates these distinctions and incites anger. The Zahar points out that when a dog is struck by a stick, it runs after the stick and tries to bite it. This is because the dog is unaware that the real cause of the blow is not the stick, but the person holding it. People make the same mistake. They fail to realize that any time a person serves as an intermediary to bring about an unpleasant occurrence, he is only the stick in Hashem's hand. One must identify the true source of an event. It's not the stick, it's Hashem. Sometimes a stick appears to be the form of a rock, sometimes as water, and sometimes as a person. This common denominator, though, is that they all have the same origin, Hashem himself. When David HaMelech was cursed by Shimi ben Gera, his reaction was, Hashem told him to curse. This is the foundation of Amuna. Hashem told him to curse. Similarly, we may say Hashem told him to hit, Hashem told him to break, Hashem told him to embarrass. All of these examples are not found in Torah. A wise man will extract this message from Hashem told him to curse and understand that the proper approach should be nothing other than Hashem told him. One must understand the inner structure of creation. There are two ways a person might view the world. The world is comprised of inanimate objects, plants, animals, and people. This is a superficial approach because you're only looking at the external aspect of creation. We say in morning prayers, you existed before the world was created, and you exist now the world has been created. Why? Why does Chazal reveal this fact to us? Clearly, anytime Hashem caused some knowledge to be revealed to man, it must be that it is needed for his avoda. If so, this must also reply, apply with regard to the statement, you were the one from whom the world was created, and you existed now the world has been created. Chazal revealed to us a new perspective on creation. We should not focus just on the perspective of seeing inanimate objects, plants, animals, and humans, which is a perspective of after creation. We must learn to live even now with the perspective of before the world was created. 
This is a deeper view of life and provides an inner, true perspective of the essence of all created beings. And this is the explanation. From the perspective of after creation, every object, plant, animal, and human is related to as having his own independent destiny and existence. This way of thinking naturally leads to life filled with anger caused by others who have wronged or insulted him. But if one sees the world through the eyes of Amuna, he lives every minute in the reality of you existed before the world was created. He finds Hashem in everything. He doesn't view the inanimate object as something independent. He senses Hashem's energy in it. The same is true with the plant, the animal, and the person. Therefore, he really never focuses on the created being, but rather on Hashem. He senses the entire physical world as a garment in which Hashem has disguised himself, so to speak. He does not bother himself with the garment, but with the underlying essence, which is Hashem. Therefore, whenever something happens, he only sees Hashem. Who, Hashem, is the real cause of all events. This outlook on life will completely transform a person. He will escape from the superficial state of seeing only created beings and connect with the deeper state of sensing the Creator. His only involvement will be with Hashem. And this is the depth of Chazal's comment when Esther said, May the King come. She had in mind, King of all the worlds. And that's how she lived. Seeing Hashem in everything. Her entire focus and communication was only with him. And from there we'll pause and we'll continue Vizras Hashem in our next episode to continue to explore this concept of before creation awareness. Thank you for listening to Shah Hapardes on Anchor by Spotify. If you enjoy this podcast, please rate us on iTunes or Spotify and share with your friends. Have a question or topic idea? I'd love to hear from you. Please message Yidbrook on Facebook or leave me a voicemail on the Anchor app. If you're not on social media, it's okay. Just send me your ideas at yidbrook.com kabbalah. Become a monthly supporter on Anchor by Spotify or by visiting yidbrook.com donate. You can also show your support by sharing my podcast with others and also by purchasing my custom-made Judaica jewelry or artisan beard balm on Etsy or at yidbrick.com store. This podcast is a project of Yidbrick Building Jewish Bridges. Learn more at yidbrick.com Kabbalah.